Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Brews on the Balcony midweek show. I am the host, Zach Zook, and this is a little bit of a different show this week. We're trying something out. I am joined by my co-host this week, Big what? Web. How What's going on, man? How you doing, Zachary? Great to be here, buddy. So, so we're in the studio. We totally raided TJ's house. <laughs> we got a skeleton operation going here because, I mean, you got to record. We got to bang out these podcasts. Absolutely. And so uh, we're getting it done here on a Wednesday. You'll be hearing this on a Thursday. And we got some good topics to cover. We're going to cover uh, uh, the Browns. They've fallen, fallen to two and six now. Their season appears to be over with their loss to the Denver Broncos at mile high. Then we're going to talk a little bit about the Jets and Sam Darnold losing to the Dolphins, who, if they don't get this win, could have been 0-16 <laughs> potentially. Uh, they, they, do play the, they do play the Jets, I think, one more time. But the, uh, the debut of this segment, and we're going to do this for the rest of the year, it is Big Webb's and Zach's Wager of the Week. And uh, it, it, it's, it's going to be... It's going to be some serious prognostication. Exactly. What, what we want to do is just kind of we, – we were going to do this all pre-show and dig through and find out, you know, the proper picks. We'll go, you know what? Let's just talk it through Let's on the Let's do it air. on the air. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, we'll, so we'll do the wage of the week. Then we'll get to the Thursday night picks. Uh, Nick sent us over his audio. We'll plug that in. Uh, is TJ hopping on with us for uh, he the, said he the Thursday for night minutes, picks? Yeah. Okay, perfect. But before we get to the show, we got to shout out our great sponsors. Uh, we're brought to you by Cafe Telegraph and – and if you've been following the live show on Sunday mornings, you know that uh, Cafe Telegraph has been hosting us hooligans every Sunday morning from uh, 10.30 to about 11.30. We're on the air, and they're fantastic. The par-fried wings are second to none. I it, TJ's mentioned this a week or so ago. I keep wanting to try other things on the menu, but I can't, can't get, get past I can't get past the. Oh I, I look at the menu, and I'm like, yeah, I mean, what, am I, what do I even need the menu for? I know I'm going to get the par-fried wings. It just... It doesn't matter. They're phenomenal, and all their smoked meats over there, they, they do a great job. And, and talk about taking care of you. I mean, anything you need, your your beer gets down there right there. Hey, can yeah. we get you another one? They're just great people and yeah. great establishment, and they're doing very, very well. Tons of TVs. Come on out and hang out with us uh, on Sunday and, and watch the games. Uh, you won't be sorry that you did. It's a fantastic establishment. And Big Web, tell us about K. Roberts for Remax Gold. We'll talk about service. I'll tell you right now, Kay Roberts from Remax Gold is a, is a solid, solid uh, uh, real estate agent. I mean, she works with her clients very closely. Uh, she, I, I'm building a house. She's working with me. TJ's bought a house. She's working with him. And just every step of the way, she's there working with you. And, and it's crazy. Like certain times when you're, when you're going up to your closing and you need a document and and even after that she she looks hey Kay, can you help me with this she looks it up she's got the <laughs> she's got it in the file where it's going to take you two hours to get yeah. it she's got it all organized and she's it's just, it's just great service that she provides Kay roberts remax gold 314-409-4113 very very solid and proven real estate agent and anybody that's moving before knows how invaluable that is when you can get whatever paperwork you need on the spot right there because i just moved about a year ago at age you know 23 24 whatever it was and let me tell you i was not prepared for it and our real estate agent had to had to help us and walk us through the process and and k is second second to none here in this city oh yeah i I know there's agents out there that kind of turn their back on you when it's not when you're not sitting down at the closing table or at a certain meeting with them they don't they don't answer the phone i mean they they you you don't get to them they, they may call you back a couple of days later but i mean she's spot on i mean she mm-hmm. returns calls the same day and just great service k roberts remax gold 
So we're also brought to you by STL Distillery, and Nick is a huge fan of STL Distillery. Well, we all are, but Nick in particular loves the brew vodka, and that is distilled from craft beer. He also likes the Cardinal Sin vodka. I was afraid I wasn't I was going to forget that, <laughs> but it is the Cardinal Sin vodka, and I believe that is that is their darker vodka. It, it, it is all uh, very fairly priced too. I believe it's twenty dollars for for a bottle of the brew vodka, and if you mention Bruce on the back. Balcony, you can get a free tasting and a free tour. Uh, Big Web, can you tell us about Family Finance Mortgage? Family Finance Mortgage, uh, Sarah Barron over there, same thing. She takes great care of you, uh, great service. She does, uh, you know, home loans and business banking. Uh, FamilyFinanceMortgage.com. It's Sarah Barron, 314-537-1282. So go see her for all your finance needs. She's very fair and, again, round-the-clock service. She'll take care of you. So let's get into the podcast. We have first up on the docket, I want to talk about the Browns and Baker Mayfield. This is probably the last time we'll talk about them in depth this year because Big Web, their season's toast, man. Two and six, the loss to the Denver Broncos at mile high against Brandon Allen, who had not taken an NFL snap. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know what it is about Mayfield. I, I don't, I mean, he's a gunslinger, he's got a fantastic arm. He'll last in the league just like Jay Cutler did. Yeah, I agree. You know, arm arm only. Arm only is going to make him some money. But my gosh, I, I don't know that he's got the right coaching or what's going on up there because this guy, Zach, he'll stand in the pocket and, and wait for somebody to get in his face before he throws a football. He does not – he'll move outside. He'll move back in, but – it seems like how many times have you seen him just kind of reach back and, and get ready? He'll cock his arm, but he won't throw. How many times does he do that? I, I don't know if he's thinking too much or what he's doing, but this kid, he will not release the football until he's got somebody's his face right with somebody's hand in his face. Yeah, and they've struggled on the offensive line. And here's one thing I do like about Baker. You watch Dwayne Haskins for the Redskins play and some of these other quarterbacks that haven't had – and not like Baker's had a ton of success, but he, he's won some games in the league. This is his second year. It feels like the game's moving a million miles an hour and they can't process it. I don't get that from Baker when I watch him, and I do think the coaching is a big part of their struggles. I'd fully expect Freddie Kitchens to probably get the axe at the end of the season, yeah. which would, I believe, be Baker's now. He'd be on his third head coach. Uh, already in his career, and it yeah. will be his third season. He went from Hugh to Freddie to whoever's next. Mm. Um, <laughs> it, it's 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 crazy to me, uh, the turnover they've had there. And so I feel like you can't put that on him. But he also, before this Sunday, I haven't checked the stats this week, was tied with Jameis Winston for the lead in picks. And so right. to your point, he is he's holding the ball way too long. And I don't know if that's because he has a lack of confidence right now throwing the football because he's afraid to fit the ball in tight windows because he hasn't had a lot of success. But I also think that in college, he was able to outrun everybody. And I don't know how much you watched of him at OU, but it felt like he, oh, was, yeah, outside, he was outside the pocket all the time. Exactly. And he can't do that anymore. But, he's but, not outrunning these guys. Let me tell you something, though. OU might have a better offensive line than the Cleveland Browns. You they know really I mean? might. They, they always have horses mm -hmm. down there. The thing is, though, you know, it, it, look at Chubb. I mean, this this line, they're, they're great skill position players. Cleveland Browns have, have loaded up on skill position players. And I know they did some free agent uh, offensive line help this offseason. So that's why I was looking at them before the season started on paper going, hey, these guys are going to be pretty good. 
you know, the, the, the line has let them down and they are loaded skill positions. So if that team at draft day doesn't just line up a bunch of beef in front of these guys and really oh, they have get, to. get that thing going. Now look, now look at them in a year from now, they could be solid. But if they get hung up paying somebody a bunch of money for another skill position or something, that's just wrong. You know, they yeah. got they got to get the beef. This game's one in the trenches and yeah. they got to they got to make that happen. And it, I think they've had more success when they have relied on Chubb first and not Baker. Because when they were able to beat the Ravens, and I forget who who their other win was over, but it was because they were running the football and they were allowing Baker to work off of that. And that hasn't been the case consistently this year. And I think, I mean, you and I agree, Nick Chubb is, he's an elite back. The real deal. Yeah, so uh, they make the trade for Odell in the offseason. You pair him with Jarvis Landry. And, and I, you kind of already made this point, but... I'm so kind of sick of the the Browns hype now. I just want them to go away, you, you know, and, and, and they probably are now. But you, you traded for a wideout, a, a guy whose personality, I think, has far outweighed his production. Go, go look at his production in, in the injury history with OBJ. Not saying he's not a, an elite talent, but the the flash and the sizzle far outweighs the production. And, and I think we all kind of got caught up, up in that, in that a little sure. bit in the offseason and and you're right i don't know what their pick situation is going to be like i assume they'll be drafting somewhere in the middle of the draft because they're going to win some games now coming up with their easy schedule but the playoffs are done so i don't yeah. know if they can come back from two and six and and even with the easy schedule like can you even see this team playing consistent enough football to rip off four wins in a row because i can't not not even close and, and you talked about their other win that was against the jets uh, 23 to 3 week 2. Luke Falk so, started the game, didn't he? Exactly. So. Exactly. So not much competition right there for for that win. But one of the things that, that's interesting about Cleveland is is when he like let's say this, they got so many weapons and if you had a guy like Peyton Manning who who can look here, look here, check down, but you know, and and read properly, now you got so many weapons, somebody's going to be open, mm-hmm. right? You got somebody like Beckham is going to be double covered probably. And then you'll find another guy, and and uh, that's that's one of the things I just don't know that uh, Mayfield has that kind of eye yet, you know, or if he's ever going to get it. Well, before we move on to the Jets, uh, there is one I wanted to talk about the coaching a little bit more in depth because I'd be surprised if Freddie Kitchens is the head coach uh, in fall of 2020, and I got a, maybe a bit of a hot take here as to who I think will replace him Ooh, let's hear because it. I think. After John Dorsey's the GM, he comes from Green Bay, and he brought a lot of executives over. In fact, I think they call it uh, it's it's Green Bay East now. This is what they're calling <laughs> Cleveland because they brought a lot of their personnel guys over there, mm-hmm. and they've signed some players too. The Demarius Randall trade. He's a former first round pick of the Packers, now playing safety with the Browns. And they had you know I, I'm getting into my Packers nerd <laughs> fandom here, but uh, I think that. After seeing Kitchens be so unqualified and ill-prepared to take a head coaching job, I think they're going to go with a retread, and I think they might pick up Mike McCarthy to be the head coach. That that would be sweet. I mean, there's (laughs) a talent that's just sitting there, you know, wasted right now, you know. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. No, I I think that would be a good move for them. 
I mean, Kitchens isn't gone yet, but you can you can almost see the writing on the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So so let's move on to the Jets because the Jets are another team that is struggling, and it felt like it hit a turning point. I mean, similar to the Browns losing losing at Denver, it felt like I mean that was just the turning point. You you could you could have turned it around there, you failed, and now you got eight games to just ride it out in. in in crap, you know, you know, in a world of crap, and it feels like the Jets are now at at that level, and they were never competing for a playoff spot, I'd say, since Sam Darnold had the whole mono issue. But it's more the attitude and the perception of of the franchise, and I I, I think Adam Gase might even be one and done now because you have a quarterback in his second year who has not taken really any strides forward. He looked great when he came back and beat the Cowboys. Outside of that, man, I haven't seen it. Yeah, this kid, he, he's a deer in the he- headlights every time you look and in, in, watch these guys play. And uh, starting to talk about earlier, the other night, it's actually a snap that went awry, and he didn't even go after the football. The ball went into the end zone, and he's like kind of reached his hand out. Oh, yeah. Way, and, and, and here they go, just right past him. And that, that kind of lack of effort is like, come on, dude. Well, it was like, and then did you see after on the sideline, I think it was like the right guard Winters was like in his ass yelling at he him. He needed to be. And, you know? and he didn't really, you know, say anything back. It's we were talking about Dwayne Haskins and how it you said the deer in headlights and it felt like the game was moving too fast for him remember the whole seeing ghosts comment on Monday Night Football that he made and right. whether it was fair or not for ESPN or NFL Films to air that I don't think it was but it was great entertainment mm-hmm. and kind of felt bad for the kid and, and you knew he he was so ill prepared for that game and he just was he, his brain was not moving at the speed of the game and you saw that again, and it feels like that's a common theme for him. Can he process NFL defenses fast enough to be successful? Because I don't think Gase is, is a – like like Kitchens, I, I think he's probably a bad coach. Pro- probably not prepared for that job. Right. Gase made the playoffs with the Dolphins. Right. And he's had success as a coordinator in Chicago. So I don't think it's necessarily Gase's fault as much in this case. Yeah, well, Gase is a—I mean, he's a good rah-rah guy, absolutely. I, I'd, I'd play for him. He's the kind of guy to run through the wall. You want to run through the wall for him, but he's no Belichick either at this point. That's true. I mean? So I, I don't know if he's a, he's a mastermind and can get into a kid's head and really work with him. He's more, to me, he's more of a rah-rah coach, yeah. you know, let's go. So, and I could be wrong, but I just, Darnold, good talent physically, he's got the arm. But he just, I, quarterbacks got to have a head, man. You got to be, you got to yeah. have a head in a football game. I totally game. agree. And and this lack of effort stuff that goes nowhere in the league. Even a guy like Cam Newton, it was I don't know, it was last year or the year before, but there was a fumble he didn't go after the and, Super Bowl, Denver. I think it was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> he got he, a lot he, of crap. For oh that. my God, are you kidding me? And, and and that guy's lack of effort. Like in the first half of games, he'll just be like a nonchalant, la di da, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden he'll turn it on when he has to. That's crap, you know. Go out there and play every down. Yeah, so I think we're in agreement. It's it's more on Darnold than it is on Gase, and I and I loved Darnold coming out, and I I, I said it. I said on the Sunday show, if he lost to the Dolphins, I was out, and, and I'm out, man. I'm all I'm 110 percent out on Darnold. Yeah, like I've seen it. I've seen it in flashes and in doses but by year two i gotta start seeing it more consistent and and he just he hasn't shown the ability to be a successful franchise guy like like baker i don't think he's gonna just wash out of the league in like two years but i think the conversation of is he going to be like part of this next elite 
generation of quarterbacks like Carson Wentz, like Patrick Mahomes, I, I think that conversation has pretty much ended at this point. I mean, it's, he's not a rookie anymore. Yeah. No, he's going to be more like a Chase Daniel. You know, I mean, he's going to be – look, quarterback – backup quarterbacks are make plenty of money. And I know Sam Darnold doesn't want to be a backup quarterback. <laughs> he wants to be a stud. But The Jets fan base it, doesn't want I, him oh, to be oh, one either. Let me tell you something. <laughs> the Jets fan base – how would you like to be one of those guys? How would you like to be wearing a Jets jersey every week for the last 10 years? I mean, it's not – Mark Sanchez. <laughs> it's not a good-looking thing. It's really yeah, they not. haven't had a good quarterback in a while there. It's, it's been ugly. It's been ugly. And uh, I, I just don't think Darnold's the guy. He's got the job. He just doesn't have the head for it. Well, TJ has uh, and to entered the studio. Do we got your mic turned up here? Do I need to make yeah, an adjustment here? Third one. Third yep. one, Zach. There Third or fourth. There we go. I'm in the driver's seat, and I really I talk about it unqualified for jobs, Big Web. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm me too. Now you're killing it, man. I've been hearing some of it was I've been packing some stuff up in the hallway, and you guys are sounding pretty good. So, all right. So TJ is going to join us here for our, for our our gambling play. It's our wager of the week. And uh, TJ, feel free to pull up the lines and tell us what you think. Big Web, have you gotten a chance to look at it uh, much? You know, Zach, I, I scrolled through today just to just to kind of eyeball the lines and see where they're at, and I found some fun picks. And if you if you don't mind, let's just walk through the games. Yeah, let's do it and see see what pops. Now, first game I see Thursday night, uh, you got uh, Chargers at the Raiders. The Raiders played pretty good football last week. Yeah, they did. Chargers too. Show up the Packers. Char- oh, for Christ's sake. We, talk about that. <laughs> we don't got to talk about that. I'm that ready was, to move on. That was ugly. But, uh, you mean you the know, St. Louis Chargers? O- Oakland played well there. I, I don't know if there we see. There you go. I, I would love that. I would really love that. Okay, so I, I don't see a big break between those two football teams. What, what I'm trying to look for here is like, oh, my God, look at this. this. This is a much better team against a weaker opponent right now. When you first start looking at the games every week, you're like, okay, let's let's look at this and see who's – you know, a big separation. Bills, Cleveland, that's kind of like, ah, I don't know. Uh, Tampa, Arizona. I tell you, that's a lot of points right there. Arizona, all they do is cover. Mm-hmm. That's all they've done all year. They are only four, though. Four they're and three at least and one. At, I know they're away, but the interesting stat last week, they're three and one against the spread as home dogs this year. Wow. Right. And four and a half is a big number already, but if we throw that in a teaser and, and the Arizona Cardinals are getting 11 and a half. Oh, I love that. Against a turnover yeah. machine. Sorry, I got to start thinking about this in terms of the seven-point teaser because that's what I like, too. What what I like about the teaser, and it's great to have the midweek show so we can really talk about this stuff, but, you know, the teaser, how many times do we look at a a bet and we say, or or, or the final score, and we go, oh, my God, look at that bookie. They were right on it again. Vegas was right on the number By a half point. It's crazy. So take Mm -hmm. advantage of the teaser. That's how we can bite into it, and we know our odds are affected, but still. So, Big Web, we've gone on this before on Sundays, you and I have, Mm -hmm. but I like looking for the big lines and then taking the dog and teasing that. Miami's plus 10 this week on the road against a Colts team that hasn't quite looked the same. They lose to a Steelers team that isn't exactly setting the world on fire. Plus, you have yep. Jacoby Brissett goes out with the knee injury. Hoyer's likely going to start that game. What, what do you think about that? You would get a plus 17, at least on, no, on I, mine. I, absolutely. That, that's definitely a play to look at. Miami has been scoring early. They've been scoring in, taking the lead in football games lately. You know, they went up 14 nothing like two two games in a row. So if you get one touchdown, you're already getting 17. Yeah. You're in a damn good position. And they've been playing better football. Like, I mean, we, we they're one of the worst teams in the NFL, but they've been more competitive the last month of the season. Exactly. There was some talk that their, their guys are starting to buy in now the last yeah. couple of weeks. They're like, hey. I think you, you know, can see it. Even, even though 
okay, see, what was it? Right in the beginning of the year, they wanted to change teams, get me out of here. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's still the NFL. It's still a certain amount of spots. It's millions of dollars. Get get me a starting well, spot at least here. Especially because they traded Minka Fitzpatrick. You think they're definitely going to just mail it in now and try to go for the number one pick. And since Fitzpatrick left, I mean, the Minka Fitzpatrick, Ryan Fitzpatrick, obviously, is still there, the bearded wonder. Uh, I think they're, all, like you said, they're playing harder than you've ever seen. They yeah. have... Nothing to lose. Everybody thought they'd go 0-16. They finally won a fucking football game. Yeah. And they're like, hey, we're still pros. Let's play a little football and, and mess with some some people in Vegas maybe a little bit. I mean, that, that's yeah. I, they're playing harder. That's what's scary about any NFL team mm-hmm. because, oh, yeah, they suck so much. But when they have nothing that really is going to hurt them, they're going to play their asses off. They can beat anybody, and they can yeah. cover any spread. Well, like, what do you have to lose if you're the Dolphins, too? I mean, go exactly. out there and give it your all. And it's starting to make me earn some respect for Flores, who I knew nothing about. I mean, he was Pat's D coordinator before for one year when Patricia left before he took the head job in Miami. So who knows what he's going to be. And to a degree, jury's still out. Like, what can you really take away from this season? But the fact that it seems like guys are playing hard and buying into buying into uh, the team when they're clearly one of the worst, maybe historically in the last five years, I think that's got to say something. So, so Big Web, what are some other some other lines that you like this weekend? Well, also, uh, I like I like something like Minnesota. I mean, Minnesota's getting three at Dallas. Now Dallas looked good last week, but they didn't. They didn't in the first half. Mm-hmm. You know. And Minnesota's a hell of a lot better team than the Giants are. So you get them plus 10, too. You get Minnesota plus 10. I really like that on the teaser. Another one, Monday Night Football. You got San Francisco is a very good team, very good football team. But what has Seattle done all year? Mm -hmm. They cover. Yeah, They, Yeah. they They don't blow anybody out. We talked about this. They come real close. They either win by a little or lose by a little. They're getting six before the tees. Yeah. So I, I think we could find four or five nice games. Yeah, Did you see the Rams I, I like both Pittsburgh of those. spread? Holy cow. No, Rams I haven't are, looked at that one. Minus three and a half. Yeah. It's Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh yeah. has yeah, been on the road. shit this year. Mm-hmm. Right. They've been terrible. Right, so you could turn that around and go plus three and a half mm-hmm. with the Rams, and you got the field goal. Yeah. You know, so... It, Everybody it, looks at their record like they're four and four, but... You lose your starting quarterback. I mean, they just—they're just not the same Steelers as used to be. And you still got the Rams, who are still, in my opinion, a Super Bowl contending team. I, I just—I don't know. I guess they're taking the, the home field advantage in that situation for but. sure. In the Steelers, to me, they've been a tough one to figure out because I watch them play. TJ, and you're right. It's like. I feel like they're NFL bottom feeders this year. They're right. starting Mason Rudolph at quarterback. You don't have Bell. You don't have Brown. James Conner's banged up. Your top wide receiver is Juju, who has pretty much done a disappearing act. And then behind them, him, him you have you know, like Jalen Samuels and James Washington, and the defense isn't isn't elite. It's not the steel curtain of old. So like. I don't understand how they're four and four. To be honest with you, they're a team that I've tried to stay away from just because I don't have. I feel like I don't have a great feel for them this year. I don't know how how you guys feel about them. Well, some. Of, I mean, you're right. When when you do get a gut feel on somebody, like you, you're the Panthers, right? Did you say you have, you have a gut? Feel I have on a the good Panthers? feeling for the. I have a pretty good feeling for when the Titans are going to oh, win or Titans, lose. That's what it is. Or, yeah. and, and there's a couple other weird teams. Like I feel like I I can sense when the Bucks are going to win. Like I picked so the Bucks to cover that. against yeah. the Seahawks. You got to use that sense, but yeah, I mean, you know, there's a couple noon games sitting here too. I mean, I mean, look, Atlanta's shit rail crap defense is is uh, getting 13 against New Orleans, but you know, New Orleans, they're a methodical football team. They Mm -hmm. will keep the football, they will keep possession, and keep Atlanta's offense off the field, which Atlanta's been underachieving on offense anyway. Yeah. Well, do you know if Kamara's back in the lineup yet? I don't know. He's been kind of banged up. They didn't really say. 
when he was coming back. I think he expects it to be back this week, if not if not next week, this week. Um, but it doesn't matter to me. I mean, the way Breeze was moving the football, yeah. you know, Teddy did enough for me. I, I picked against New Orleans a ton when Bridgewater was there because when Bridgewater was with Minnesota, I didn't see shit from him. I just, mm. like, he's a mediocre quarterback. He's fine, but he's not going to lead the Saints to anything. He played well, but then Breeze comes back and plays even better. And what's scary about the whole thing and crazy is that Breeze came back a week before they had a bye week. Yeah. After a broken hand, you'd think they'd get one more extra week and then a bye week on top of yeah. that to rest. And yeah. they, he still went in there and, and put up a Especially ton of points. Especially with Bridgewater. Bridgewater had gone 5 and 0 at that I point. Know. If I I'm know. the head coach, there's no way he's playing. No shot. Bye. <laughs> no shot. But he did, and he played great, you know, and that's crazy. It, it, it was because I, I thought that that was a spot where they could have a letdown. And I think I picked whoever they were playing that week to cover, and it didn't, it didn't happen. They blew him out of the water. But I think for this tease, Big Web, you actually like Atlanta because you'd get plus 20 points. No, thank you. You don't like them. Give give me the Saints and go. let's go backwards. You want to go the other way. Yeah, give me the Saints minus 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 six. six. With uh, Matt Schaub starting at quarterback, boys, I like that one a lot. Yeah. Really? You like no, I mean the Saints. Minus if you tease oh, them down to minus say, six. I, I thought you said he liked the Falcons because right. no, 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 I hate the Falcons. So, so shoot him into the sun. But, but let's <laughs> t- let's talk about one more game real quick, and then we'll kind of knock some of these out. But, but okay, so the Packers, you know, they're at home. They got home cooking this week. They, they shit the bed last week, but it was a hotel bed. Okay, they not, didn't. They didn't try. It, they did. It, it felt it like they didn't try. It was. It was terrible. It was terrible. And, and when when I bet. And I'm up at noon. I'm going for a. I'm going for a big week. You know, I'm going for a monster <laughs> yeah. week. So I, you guys know it. I jumped all over those guys mm-hmm. hard at three o'clock, and to see no effort that was hugely disappointing. Mm-hmm. It really pissed me off. But uh, you know what happens? Okay, so what Packers are going to show up? You're back in Lambeau. You know, you're 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 home cooking. Carolina's getting six points. Carolina's been playing pretty steady football. Mm-hmm. Which Green Bay Packer team is going to still show up? You know, I remember after they lost, I said, whoever they play, I, and I didn't know their schedule by heart. I was like, whoever they play next week, I'm going to take the Packers hard to bounce back. It's but a tough I've, matchup, I, though. I, yeah, tough it, it, it really yeah, is. And here's some, here's some stats for you. The Packers' defense, which started off so hot, right, against the Bears and the Vikings, it was the Smith brothers and the pass rush and Pettin's defense with the, with the, with the blitz-heavy calls on the front seven. I mean, people couldn't gain an inch on them. Well, the last month, they've basically ranked 31st or 32nd in all major categories, and their uh, front seven, their pass rush, which is which has drawn a lot of the media attention. I think they're like eighth in sacks and like fifteenth in in pressures. It's they're 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 overvalued defensively. And watching you know every second of every Packers game, like I do, I don't know how they're going to stop McCaffrey. I don't think they have a player on the field that can stop him. There's nobody that's been able to stop him yet because so they that, just use him so well. That makes me want to stay away from this game mm-hmm. or go with the Panthers, which I I can't believe I've I flipped that. On to, one based on one you, week. Well, yeah, or just from Sunday afternoon when I was like, "Wow, they're gonna get Lafleur is gonna put a foot in their ass. And they're gonna kill whoever they so, play next." So, so from a from a teaser standpoint, let's just leave Carolina in the mix here. Uh, the other game, Baltimore and the Bengals. Is there any reason why Baltimore shouldn't blow the freaking Bengals' doors off? Um, no. what's the spread on that winning, one? What's the it's points? A ten and a half. They're losing in there at home, or they're in Cincinnati. In Cincy. See, that's a game too. Where is Andy Dalton still benched? Is that the thing? 
because uh, they had they benched him for no reason. The wrong guy. <laughs> because I'll, I'll check into it, but it, I tell you what, that was what shocked me. There's a story about benching uh, him because it sounded like you know in a very professional way that Cincinnati was going to try to just kind of coast and get the number one pick. Oh, yeah. From what they heard, I mean, obviously he's still playing, but mm-hmm. he is not supposed to be in. I mean, he's not projected anything. So. I think who's their backup? Who they got like a Jeff Driscoll? I yeah, want to say it's not even AJ McCarron anymore. So like if if you have Andy Dalton in that, I think I like you know Cincinnati because they're playing up to an NFC North opponent. They always mm-hmm. play good at home. They always make a late cover. Finley. They should have. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Finley. Yeah, exactly. No one out of, knows out who of that NC is. State. He's like he's like a rookie. Yeah. So I they almost covered against the Rams. I don't know if you guys watched the end of that game. But Boyd got in, and they actually had a touchdown, and they were going to cover that game, and they got taken away. And then I think it was an incomplete pass or something on fourth down, and the Rams won. But they ran, they they barely won because Cincinnati came back at home and played hard. They'll, they would do the same thing against the Ravens. It's a trap game. It's yeah. one of those things. But but now that Andy Dalton's not starting, it doesn't matter. It, it's a totally different situation. So so, so w- the way you feel about this game, TJ, is if if Dalton starts, you love the Bengals in the teaser. So you essentially get okay, them I plus say seventeen. Love. That's a that's a big word there. Oh, okay, right? like <laughs> I, uh, it's sort of like, but sweating the entire game. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it would be one that I'd stay away from the Ravens because. Think about those picks that are always in your mind, like slam dunk picks. Like the Ravens just beat the Patriots. They scored 38 points. Yeah. Cincinnati sucks. They only had one win. That's a game you absolutely lose if you take it to Baltimore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's a game that is so slam dunk, it never happens that way. Yeah. Because again, the NFL is so hard to pick because they are professional athletes and it changes week by week. It really does. Well, and this is a division rivalry game too. I mean, right. that's why like the. And I'd probably stay away from it because it's a divisional rivalry game. You really never know what happens. But those games tend to be closer than they do blowouts. So I think like you get the Bengals at home, you would get them plus 17. I don't hate that. The, pro- the problem is I keep thinking that people are going to be able to slow down the Ravens rushing attack. And Bill Belichick's defense couldn't slow them down. I mean, they were running all over the field, put up right. 40 points. Right. And maybe maybe Belichick's defense was a little exposed last week because they had been playing soft teams up till now. When you look at that schedule, very soft. You know, and, and now now they ran up against an offense that's pretty powerful, and and they they lost a football game and, and pretty much convincingly lost. And I see, game. I you knew called it. I didn't call that. I well, I called the win right because I knew they were going to move the football. I did not call. I didn't think thirty-eight to twenty-one or whatever it was. I mean, they absolutely destroyed them because. Lamar Jackson may be the most athletic guy in the NFL. I mean, it, it was it's incredible crazy to see him. him because people might say, Odo Beckham Jr., Saquon. Um, I just don't know how you can really go and argue with the fact that he is at least top five athletes in the entire NFL yeah. because the moves that he made when he would roll out right, make a completely different move, go back, and 31 out of 32 NFL quarterbacks would have taken that sack for five-yard mm-hmm. loss. He makes an extra juke and goes for 12 in a first yeah. down unbelievable play i mean he's the only one in the nfl i think he reminds me of michael vick basically oh, absolutely. the way he ran and vick kind of caught up with him where he held the ball weird he fumbled a lot i think jackson's starting to kind of get smarter and know what he's doing what he's capable of and when defenses start seeing that they're gonna start swatting so mm-hmm. he protects that football he's gonna break records man he's gonna be unbelievable yeah, he's getting smarter every game you can see yeah. That. yeah i earned a lot of respect for him in in the pats game and i'm not a lamar jackson guy was not coming out 
I just don't think that it's a sustainable way to win because I really question his ability to throw the ball. But he made some big-time throws on Sunday. Oh, he throws and, and great, his yeah. athleticism, you're right. He's, he's a top-five offensive athlete in the NFL. I mean, Saquon, Tyreek Hill maybe, mm-hmm. Ted, and, and yeah. Lamar Jackson. Yep. Like, he's 100%. right there. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, in in the end, I don't think it's sustainable. Like I, But I, I'm starting to think you might be able to ride it out for like five years, though, until the injuries start stacking up. Like, yeah. It, he he does look incredible. He looks fragile though. I mean, if you go in the skinny guy AFC North, I mean, they're eventually you know the Steelers. I'm sure want to get back to that powerhouse defense. They got they wanted a smash mouth guy. You know, back in the day when they had Troy Polamalu and those guys just uh, you know in the trenches, just hitting the shit out of people. And when you go into Pittsburgh, you get scared. They want to scare other teams. T.J. Watt kind of brings that to their defense a little bit, but they don't have a smash mouth team anymore. No. And that's what's weird for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It'll happen again, though. I mean, that's what yeah. the Steelers do. So Jackson will get hit, and he looks like a toothpick. He's so damn skinny, but... That was my analysis it. of him, too. Right, and the thing is, we have not seen him take a huge hit yet that has been... And we I hope we don't, because he's awesome to watch. Mm-hmm. But it could happen. He's got yeah. speed, but the speed catches up to you in the NFL because they're all quick. I would liken him to to Josh Allen. Like I didn't love them as prospects coming out, but I enjoy watching them play. Oh, very fun. Yeah, yeah. very so, electrifying. Yeah. So Big Web, uh, let's zero win on some games here. Let's do. Yeah. Uh, let's do our. Let's get our to our wager of the week. Okay. We got four or five teams. What do you? We what are, do we like? We are deep here, boys. We got a lot of opportunity. One game we didn't talk about, and let's just touch on it very very quickly. Detroit at the Bears. Detroit Detroit's getting two and a half in Vegas right now. Uh, you know, the Bears are very disappointing on offense. Detroit lost a football game last week. Told you they're overhyped, man. They're a good football team, but they just can't finish fucking games. It's crazy. It's yeah, unbelievable. So that, that's Neither almost... can the Bears. But the Bears, yeah. I think, have a good enough defense that you have to see them have a bounce back. Mm-hmm. I don't care how bad Mitch is. At home. Their defense at home, that scares yeah. the shit out of me as a Detroit fan or Detroit better at all. Okay, so here's the games. Here's the games that we talked about, and we can knock any of these off the list because we want to feel good about this bet. Arizona plus four and a half. Saints minus 13. This is before the T's, all these are. Baltimore minus 10 and a half. Carolina plus six. Detroit, let's go ahead and knock them out now because that doesn't feel comfortable. Nope. Miami, I think that game's going to be close. Yeah, and I, I don't have a great feel for it either way. For Miami sure. Miami plus 10. Minnesota plus three. And Seahawks plus six. I'll tell you this on the underdog side, two that I really love with the seven point tees. You get Minnesota plus three, bump them up to plus ten. I think Sunday night football with the Vikings Cowboys will be a pretty close game, uh, and I like the Seahawks on Monday night too in a close one. They're I also plus think six. I'd go opposite on that Miami pick if you're teasing it and go, you know, Indy minus three and a half or something. I yeah, I got a feeling that you know I know Miami's going to move the football and 17 is not a bad number, but I think Indy minus three is a slam dunk in that situation. Yeah, and, and uh, Hoyer they didn't really miss a beat when Hoyer went no, he, in. He played better than Brissett. He, yeah, he did he play great. pretty well. And and Hilton is they questionable, which pretty much means he's playing right. So <laughs> they run the football is questionable. Well too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they don't use questionable. Questionable yeah. means they're. It might be slowed. Well, like they used to have probable too, but mm-hmm. then like qu- there's so many guys that were playing with questionable, they just took it out. You're either questionable, doubtful, or out now. But but I I think I do like Indy minus three in this. I, I think that's a good pick yeah. with the way that they can run Marlon Mack too and uh, line up behind those big uglies, Quentin Nelson, uh, Anthony Costanzo, some of the offensive linemen they have. The Miami can't hang personnel wise. Sure. I so, also, yeah, so seven-point teaser right now would get it down to an even three. Yeah. 
which is which is pretty good. So let's just go ahead and switch tables on that one. Uh, Carolina plus the six at Green Bay. It's kind of an unknown game. Green, Bay, Green Bay could blow them out, right? But you tease, I mean, but you tease I don't that, think I they'll love blow them out. They get 13, your teaser. I love Carolina. So, Holy shit. Yeah. See, Me that's too. why with McCaffrey, I, I see that happening. I see that being, you know, because Green Bay in the trenches is not, like you said, who's going to stop him? Okay. I, I, so, I think they can stop him. I think they can slow him down running. I don't know who's going to cover him. This is we're, we might be onto something here because Ky- like Kyle Allen's no schlub anymore either. He's going to no. take Cam's. He's taking Cam's job. Yeah, Cam's on the Cam IR, on but IR. he's going to get traded, this week. man. He's going to be yeah. done. If you look at this right now from Monday Night Football backwards, Seattle plus thirteen. Mm-hmm. Yep, I, I love Seattle and, and Minnesota as big dogs. The, they're up against the Niners, but it'll be close. Russell's going to score. Yeah, and they, they find ways. They scored thirty points, I think, in like five of the last six mm-hmm. or something crazy you, like do that. Do you see it all like San Francisco at home being able to dominate Seattle? I think they can win the game. I, I don't think, even if they got up by multiple scores, I don't think there's any way Russell doesn't come back and, ma- and cover like what would be a 13-point spread. So the Seahawks have won, it looks like, five out of the last six. And in those wins, they've scored at least 27 points in five of the last six points. I la- five of the that. last six games. I so. love that who, who, stat. Who's the best defense <laughs> they've played against? They played against the Cardinals on the road, the Rams. They beat 30-29. The Browns, which Ravens, is nothing to look right? at. But they only scored 16 against the Ravens. Oh, only 16 against the Ravens. Uh, 27 against the Falcons and 40 against the Bucks. So okay. Bucks played, number yeah. one run D uh, at the time that they played that game. Okay. Well, at least they have been. They they've just played that last this past weekend, but through the first six weeks or so, Bucks were the best best run defense in the NFL. They were really the only team that had been able to stop McCaffrey before they played that second game. I I do like Carolina plus 13 because. Watching the Packers every week, they get off to a lot of hot starts, and that's a big reason why they were 7-1 and one before they played the Chargers. But do you remember the weekend they played the Cowboys at Jerry World and got up 31-3? to And they won the game by like eight points. Mm-hmm. It was crazy because it, even if they get a big lead, their defense backs off and starts playing prevent, and they can't hold teams off the board for four quarters. And especially if they're going to give them underneath stuff to McCaffrey, if they were to get up, I I, I think Carolina plus 13 is a slam dunk. I think the game is actually 50-50. It does scare you, though, because when Aaron has a bad week, he even said in the postgame press conference, he goes, yeah, you know, maybe we did have a little chip on our shoulder, and maybe we did play like we we're unstoppable. But when he that happens and they get kind of back down to earth, he does go off. So that is the question. Is 13 enough? Because you're right, Dad. They should be able to run the ball with McCaffrey. Kyle Allen should play good. But this might be the game going to Green Bay where Green Bay says, fuck off, whoever's coming in, we're going to roast <laughs> no, they, your they, ass. They, they yeah, be. they are coming back And they'll never, they're not going to run the clock on them. They're going to score, score, score. They don't care. They got to be pissed. I, I I I know I am, and and they're, you know, you're you're a solid Green Bay fan. Week in week out, you weren't happy on Sunday. Fantasy, I lost my no. fantasy game. If Rodgers had a couple more touchdowns, I'd be happy too. I, I was disappointed, but at the same time, when you're seven and one, it was almost like I was waiting for a week like that to happen because they had just been rolling so hard since since they lost to Philly at home. You felt that coming, but it was a more. It was concerning more. How lightly, it, it was obvious how lightly they took the Chargers. They didn't take them seriously one iota. I, I think I think when you look at the betting side of this thing, and, and it's Green Bay minus six, when you can't flip the damn thing and say, okay, Green Bay plus one's a lock, and it isn't because of how bad they played last week, 
you can't really do that. That almost is like throw that game out as much as we think yeah. Carolina is going to be. You got to be careful. Yeah, I agree with that. So let's, so let's find two more that we like then because we got what two picks so far. We have three. We have uh, working Monday Night missing? Football back. You got you got Seattle plus 13 at Frisco. You have Minnesota plus 10 at Dallas. You have Indy minus three oh, yeah, that's right. we took at Indy. home yeah. against Miami. So we passed on Detroit and the Bears. We passed on Carolina Green Bay. We got Baltimore minus 10.5 at Cincinnati. Yeah, with the, Finley in there, Baltimore should, should roll. That that was a 3.5 with the, with the tees. It would be 3.5. That's, yeah, I, I don't see that. I mean, I don't see the Baltimore really losing that game. If it was Dalton, Dalton scares me because, honestly, I think at one point – like four, I, I, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But it was like three weeks in, he was like third in he the NFL was, in like yeah, passing yardage or something. It's, he was leading it was the NFL a few weeks ago. It was actually like oh, seven okay. weeks. It was something crazy. But he had been like fourth in passing yards. He was leading it after like the first two or three weeks. And then he fell off. Reminding everybody, but, yeah. AJ Green hasn't played a lick this yeah. entire season. Tyler Boyd's turned into a hell of a football player. Oh my yeah. gosh, he's a new Sanu. He's a secret weapon. Yeah, at a pit, and I I didn't oh, really fuck, respect fuck Muhammad him. Sanu. By the way, he <laughs> killed me. I played him in fantasy. Ten receptions for the. Fucking Patriots last Yikes. week. Brutal, man. Hate to see brutal. So now, uh, this, let's see. Okay, so you got Baltimore. I think I agree with that. Yeah. Just go ahead with the and take the hook. Three and a half. We got the little hook in our way, but I'm not worried about it. Uh, New Orleans Saints at home in the I do like that one. Atlanta. And that one right there is going to six. I don't know, though, because you sit there and say it, but Atlanta, even though they're one and seven, you know, the week that I said everybody's going to be on Seattle when Seattle was minus, what was that? It was like nine and a half or something mm-hmm. like that. Atlanta came flying at the end. I mean, I know they were at home. They That's had the Ryan difference. that game, though. Matt Ryan was out that game. Oh, he was out that I, game? I, I, Schaub was in there. Yeah, Schaub right. was the one starting. He moved the football. They got within three, I believe, and lost the game. That's right. That was two weeks ago. And they kick an onside kick. It has a shot to go. So, again, I know it's they've sucked. They've been terrible. But... Atlanta's always a team, especially, again, it's an NFC South matchup. It's mm-hmm. a conference match. It's a divisional matchup. They have everything, nothing to lose. They don't fucking care. They still got Julio seven, Jones. And but New still. Orleans is 7-1. and one. That, you know, In the Superdome. In, in just, 20, like, like if you if you took the Atlanta side of this and got 20. 20, that's what I'm saying. But, but hold on. You know New Orleans is going to score 30, you know? I mean, they're just going to. Atlanta's defense is shit. Michael Thomas is on score, set to break records this year. You got to score 14 if you're Atlanta then. I mean, that think about that. No, I'm with you. I'm with you, but I I Atlanta, how many zero point freaking first halves have we seen out of that? <sighs> I think I'd rather take Atlanta with 20. Well, we're, 20 pretty, we're pretty Yeah, we're pretty split on that one. I would is like there another one that, we I'd like? Take that off the board. Yeah, take it off the board. If you guys want to go for it, go for it. I I Arizona, just have a bad feeling about that. It is I, I don't like Tampa. division games. I, yeah. I don't like Same division here. games. Arizona's getting four and a half at Tampa. Tampa's, you know, as we know, better coach this year. They're an aggressive football team. But Arizona's been covering. Arizona's yeah, been covering away. games. They're on the road. They are on the road. Tampa plays better at home. And two and six does not show the talent they have on that team. That's why, like, a lot of people that say, oh, I'm a betting expert. I'm going to take Tampa or I'm going to take Arizona because they're three, five, and one, and Tampa's two and six. If you watch any of those games, they're lighting up the scoreboard. I mean, mm-hmm. Chris Godwin has been the number one receiver in fantasy yeah. for a long time. Evans is also right there. They they moved the football, you know. So I'd almost take. Tampa in that situation because Kyler's still making bad decisions. He's still a rookie quarterback and you're still going on the road. 
in a hostile environment. Tampa has some great fans. So you'd out get there, Tampa so. with the T's then plus three at home against the Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury led Arizona Cardinals. What do you think about that, Big Web? You're shaking your head. I can't do it. I can't do <laughs> it. I don't think I do it either way. I'm I keep, on, keep to be honest off. with you. I don't like either of those either. So, well, so we got to find one so more, there's, boys. There's a four o'clock, four o'clock football game, Rams and Pittsburgh. We can flip that around and get three and a half with the Rams. Now, what about Kansas City? I mean, do you guys really are that scared of Tennessee not to take Kansas City and get three points in that one? I mean, they've been looking good with Matt Moore. They haven't looked like oh, they look with Mahomes. They look pretty why aren't, good. Why aren't I seeing them? I don't see them either. It's a noon game. You know what? It's probably off the damn board because because they don't know about Mahomes yet. Yeah, if Patty's playing because then they don't want to let you bet it at four. <laughs> they, right? I'm looking at the it, bet yep. US. It mine's off. Yeah, the mine's board on CBS too. Sports. That's, that's like, why. That's, yeah, that's, it's off the, we don't, the board. We don't even get a chance at that game. What right is now. it? What does it say on CBS? So it says Tennessee getting four at home against Kansas City over unders forty eight and a half. Uh, I don't know about Mahomes because they had talked about him possibly like last minute crazy scenario where he comes back last week. Now he's yeah. got a whole other week of he's rest. Practicing. He's practicing this so week. So he should play. Full That's time. probably why it's off because they're not for sure if it's like exactly. them kind of messing with him, saying let's give him some reps or if they're going to go with more just to make sure that Mahomes is okay yeah. because Moore's been, Moore's been all right. Like, yeah, he's played really well. Yeah. I mean, that shows that Kansas City's like a good football game. team. I mean, Mahomes is the guy, but it, they yeah. got some good weapons without if him If Mahomes still. starts, it's certainly a different story, but Tennessee at home has a good enough defense to where I don't like – betting against them however you would be getting kc plus three what about uh jags and broncos jags and broncos is another That's one that on i didn't board. see it's not on my board at all <laughs> let's see uh broncos are getting no wonder we can't find a f- fourth game <laughs> broncos getting 10 and a half nick Foles coming back 10 and a half points I'm just kidding. They're both on bye weeks. Guys, you guys are easy. My God. <laughs> both on bye no, weeks this we week. Kidding? We're looking at the betting board. I, I know. Like, that's, I, I, could, I could screw with you guys all day. Oh, Pats and Redskins. Yeah, it's a minus 85 for the Pats. What do you guys think? <laughs> Pats all day. There are <laughs> six on, teams. That, a lot of good teams in bye weeks this week. Is Kansas City playing or not? Kansas City is sorry. Yes, see, Kansas, Kansas City is playing. Kansas, Kansas City is yes. a nerd. I don't have my damn phone. I yeah, don't see no, it. Kansas, Kansas City, Tennessee is definitely playing. The six teams on bye this week. Broncos, Eagles, Jags, Pats, Redskins, and Texans. Those are all bye week teams. Okay. Okay. So, what do you guys think about? We didn't talk about this game at all, but we talked about how dead the Browns were at the start of the podcast. I don't want to talk about it, Zook. I put them in my Super I don't Bowl. Want to do I can't. With that I just. Game. You Holy don't. Shit. You don't want anything B- to do Buffalo's with Buffalo wave, plus two and a half. Then tease that to plus what would it be? Never. Nine and a half points. No, they, like I said, they, they, they Buffalo doesn't have the pop to overcome any big. You know, like right now, they're, they're, you give them seven, they're going to get nine and a half. But Cleveland could sneak up and bite them all day long. You know, I, I just. I don't. I see too much risk there. Yeah, I just don't see how the Browns beat Buffalo with their defense by two scores. But they are on the road, and we saw how bad Buffalo was exposed by Philadelphia just a couple of weeks ago. So I don't blame you there. Uh, we just got to find another one. So we like just as a little review, ladies and gentlemen. We like Seattle plus thirteen. We like the Minnesota Vikings plus ten. We like Indy minus three. Against the Dolphins. We like Baltimore minus three and a half. So we have four Oh, games. so we already have four. But one-fifth one would be nice because it bumps our odds up. What is what is five? Is that 200, I think, on 50? What's that? Five-team teaser. Uh, five-team teaser on 50? It's going to be like 170, 150, 175. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I'd like to get six if we could. Uh, 
Well, let's start looking at over-unders are, then. Are, are you guys liking the Rams plus three and a half at Pittsburgh? I do. I really do. It's just the fact of playing against a historic team that is always good at home, that always has a rabid fan base. And you're talking you. about a team going West Coast to East Coast and a team that struggles. But they're on weather. a bye week. Rams did have a bye week, so they had extra rest. So I don't think the travel will make a big difference. That's my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so in this situation, I take the Rams. I like them better than the other games. I'll I say do that. too. I like them better than the, anything with the Browns. Like they can just take a walk. I, I can't stand the Browns anymore. <laughs> I can't do walk. it, man. I can't do it. So, um, yeah, I, I think that the Rams is a good pick this week. I. I always hate going against good home teams, no matter who they have, no matter who the backup is. It's just it's always scary. It's always scary. Over-unders are difficult this week. They're really the, – the low ones, Buffalo-Cleveland is 40. Uh, Giants-Jets, 43. And Detroit-Chicago is 41-and-a-half. You know, you could see – you just don't – fuck, shoot, heck – the, you can say whatever you, you want. Can, you can swear on this it's podcast. It's an explicit the, podcast. The, the fucking Bears aren't going to score shit, you know, and, and you can't count on them to. Detroit's usually moving the football, but they're against one of the toughest defenses in the league. 41 and a half, you tease that down to 34. I still don't like it. Yeah, see, I, I would I would love that if it, Mitch wasn't the starting quarterback for the Bears. Like, I have no yeah. doubt that Stafford can put up points. As good as the Bears' defense is, he'll move the ball and put up some points. It's it's the Bears that, that's got you worried. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, the, 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 the high over-unders that you say, okay, let's go underneath it. You got, I mean, Seattle Frisco's 47 and a half. Those teams can score, you know. Minnesota, Dallas, forty-eight. Uh, there was one in the fifties. Here it is: Atlanta, New Orleans, fifty-one and a half. So they are planning on Atlanta scoring. Cardinals, Bucks is fifty-two. Also, I always like taking under when it's two bad football teams, mm-hmm. just because there will be turnovers. Oh yeah, back and, and forth. And, and you know, you know, James. James is, is good for a couple yeah. <laughs> by himself. So uh, now, now, if we do go under there, you can. Jack that thing up to fifty nine. Yeah, half. I mean, nearly that's yeah, nearly like that. sixty points. You really think it's going to be thirty I, to thirty I, with Kyler Murray and Jameis Winston? That's pretty good. That's yeah, pretty good. I, I don't know. Tampa's, I know it's, Tampa's one of those offenses, though. They just come out of nowhere. They do. I mean? and, and Tampa has scored a lot of points this year, thirty plus on the on the Seahawks last week. So here's here's the last four games. Actually, last five games, six games. Man, I can't count. Last six games for the Bucks, they've scored 34, 23, 26, 24, 55, and 31. So they're always consistent in the high 20s to low 30s, even if they're losing. So think about that, 59 and a half. Kyler, can he move the football on the road? You'd have to hold them at least under what? Under, I guess they would have to score 30 points themselves. So, yeah, I do enjoy that with the tees. With the regular 52 and a half. No, I wouldn't touch it 52. Not the regular, yeah. But it, you're making both. I mean, I look at it as both teams got to score thirty for me to lose that. Because, which is which is a pretty. Not, I don't want to say safe, but yeah, it's not like it's Rodgers I mean, against Breeze. You know what I mean? If like the Bucks score fifty five and we lose that, like I'm willing to just I guess die on that hill. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. if they themselves score a ton, yeah, right. I agree. Well, look at this too: the Giants and the Jets, forty three. We could jack it up to fifty. The Giants and the Jets. I mean, do you see a 24-24 <laughs> game? Yeah, because Daniel Jones can't hold on to the fucking football. <laughs> Daniel Jones can't. Yeah, a couple it's, defensive it's, it's touchdowns. Be, you know, Darnold can't do it. I hate that guy. Darnold can't do it on offense. What an ass. Daniel Jones. God. 
Yeah, TJ, do you want to lament about that? I mean, you already wrote about a, it. a fantastic blog. That Thank you if very you much. Haven't, if you haven't read it already, I actually tweeted back at TJ when this happened. I, I just said, no way. I, I could not believe it. <laughs> it's the worst beat in fantasy history. And I'm never that guy. I don't love people that just sit there and Great talk about their content, fantasy though. sports like Nick. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I will say... It was so bad I had to write about it. So anybody that I won't go crazy on it, but basically I was up by six. Uh, the only other person that I was playing against, they had the Dallas defense and special teams. I had Saquon up by six, 10 seconds left in the game, right? It's going to be over. Jones fumbles. And not only that, they take it back for six. So they got two points on their recovery and six on the touchdown. I lose by two. Hmm. By the way, the team I played was 0-8, Zook. 0-8 oh. going into that game. <laughs> And I'm in a playoff race, so the wife's calling. I got to step away for a second. Hold on. There you go, buddy. So here's what we got, Zach. We got six teams. We got the under in the Tampa Arizona game. Teased, it's fifty nine and a half, and that feels pretty good. Baltimore Ravens uh, minus three and a half at the Bengals. Mm-hmm. You got the Colts minus three at home against Miami. L.A. Rams plus three and a half at Pittsburgh. It's time to start playing football. I mean, for the for the Rams. Yeah. Uh, or they're going to miss the playoffs with as good as the Seahawks and 49ers are. I, right, I agree. Right. Minnesota uh, plus 10 against Dallas. That's huge. I, I love lo- the, My favorite plays in this teaser are Mini and Seahawks with, with those points. Yeah. I, I feel like that's the safe part of it. Those are those are lock part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, so know, that's, we, that's the wager of the week. That is the wager of the week. We're going to call it a six-team teaser. We got the under in Arizona-Tampa game. We have the uh, Baltimore Ravens. We have the Indianapolis Colts. We have the L.A. Rams. We have the Minnesota Vikings. And we have the Seattle Seahawks in a seven-point teaser. And that's going to pay us around 300 to 350 on 50 bucks. Woo! Our first wager of the week wager, and it was highly prognosticated. It was highly prognosticated. And uh, we really got into the weeds on it this week. We had TJ here to to kind of help us out and, and lead us away from uh, maybe some bad picks that we were going to make this weekend. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. So we won't be as in-depth uh, every week with this. But uh, this is going to be a segment moving forward every week that Big Web and I will do. Sometimes Big Web will call in. Sometimes yeah. he'll be in person. Like he is, uh, like he is tonight. But uh, we're we're gonna be talking more and more about this uh, as, as we move through the year because it's gonna get it's gonna get tougher and tougher as the teams continue to reveal themselves. Yep, absolutely. And uh, like you say, we really dug into the weeds this week. We'll have it. Uh, <laughs> A little more pop it next. We can get it quick. Six teams on by, man. It's just it's not as easy as as you think. Yeah, absolutely. And and there's always different angles and different ways to go, but. Ladies and gentlemen, you use that teaser to your advantage. Vegas is too damn good. <laughs> you got to. You got to. Because they finish between a half point constantly. So let's move on to the Thursday night game. And you talked about it a little teeny bit, but we stayed away from it for our teaser for obvious reasons. And it's the Chargers at the Raiders. It's basically a pick 'em. What's your feel in that game? The Raiders are proving a lot to me this year. They're, they're proving that they can stay with the big boys. You know, they've they played a lot of tough teams, and they've done very well against them. So I, I, I don't. Uh, they're they're at home, which I don't know which what how much a home team means in Oakland anymore. But you know, the I've, I haven't been on the Chargers bandwagon. I I think 
Green Bay gave them one last week. I don't think the Chargers I agree. took that game. I think they were given a game. And they were so, given one in Chicago with the missed field goal, too, you could argue. That, so. That's true, too. So what have they really brought to the table? Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love Gruden. I like the energy he brings. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all over Oakland to win that football game. This is a huge game in the division because it's probably like a loser leaves town scenario because the Chargers are back up to four and five now. They win this game, they're back up to 500, and they're in the playoff race uh, right behind the Chiefs. You lose that game. The Chargers then drop to four and six. The Raiders, I believe, are now what are they four and four, five and four right now? Right in there. So uh, the Raiders have a little bit more leeway, but regardless, the the team that loses this game is going to be feeling pretty bad about their chances. And on the flip side of it, the team that wins is gonna is gonna go into the next game feeling feeling pretty good about their chances, like they have some momentum rolling and that they could potentially compete in the AFC West and have a playoff spot. I'm with you, Big Web. As much as I like the Chargers, and I'm I'm a Chargers guy. I've been a proponent of theirs for the last couple of seasons. They've had a ton of injuries. They're starting to get healthy. They might get Derwin James back. They got Hunter Henry back. I really like the pieces they have offensively. They're starting to get Melvin Gordon going. Mm-hmm. Phil's starting to play a little better. But that being said, nobody finds ways to lose games like the Chargers. And I think their recent run of success has a lot more to do with luck than it has to do with anything they've done. Agreed. I I, I I wish I could say that they beat the Packers. I mean they kicked the crap out of them, but I don't I didn't recognize the team I saw on they they didn't they didn't exactly. take them seriously, so I don't I don't take much from that win. And if the Bears can make a forty one yarder they don't win that don't game. Win that game either, I mean, yeah. the the Bears outcharger the Chargers in that game at Soldier right. Field. So, so I like the Raiders here. This is a game that I think is tough to bet because it feels like the Raiders are a little bit of an inconsistent football team. But the black hole is coming to an end. They got to soak up these primetime appearances. And when they were primetime week one against Denver on Monday Night Football, that place was rocking. And they rode uh, they rode that crowd to a pretty big victory over the Broncos. So. I think they'll do the same against the Chargers. I think the pass rush will get after uh, uh, Phillip. And uh, I, I like the Raiders in this one, too. There you go. Two picks on the Raiders. So I don't know if TJ's coming back. Well, should we have have him just record his and insert it yeah, we'll into the have, pod? We'll have to do that. Thinking out loud, that's the bruise on the balcony <laughs> difference. So uh, we're going to wrap it up right here. Uh, we're going to uh, drop Nick and TJ's picks. And uh, Nick's got his fantasy plays of the week. We'll drop that in at the end of this. But for uh, Big Web, at least, and myself, Zach Zook, Saying so long, we'll see you on Sunday morning from Cafe T. Look, what's going on, Big Web? What's going on, TJ? Nick back here for the midweek show with your fantasy football advice and my Thursday night football pick. First off, I just want to say, boy, did last week suck. I went 0-7, and you're going to have those. You're always going to have an 0-7 night. Uh, it, it's just, it happens. And so this week, not my best week. But uh, I will be back, and I still am on top. So even though I got put in my place this week and the Patriots lose, still on top, and I'm, I'm definitely happy about that. Before we get into Thursday night football, between the Chargers and the Raiders, my pick for that, I am going to give you guys a little bit of fantasy advice. Week uh, week 10, I believe, here in, uh, in fantasy football, week 10 of 17. So playoffs are upon us right around the corner. And this week sucks because there's a lot of teams on by. The Jaguars on by. The Patriots are on by. Uh, the Texans uh, and the Eagles as well. So six teams on by this week, which means 
lots of players that you need to replace in your lineups headed into the weekend, and that starts with Thursday night football. So two guys I'm looking at, I'm looking at two positions rather, quarterback and at the running back position. Now I told you to stash Ronald Jones on your bench a few weeks back, and he officially has gotten the nod as the starting running back full-time now. So he's going to see increased reps going against the Cardinals defense that's ranked 16th against run defense. And so that's a little bit worrisome. But Ronald Jones, nonetheless, is going to get some carries in the backfield for Tampa Bay. They move the ball well through the air, should open up some holes. So place Ronald Jones in your starting lineup as a running back two this week if you need a guy to replace on by. And then the other position I'm looking at is quarterback. Carson Wentz out. Um, Tom Brady's out. And uh, Deshaun Watson is out all on buys this week. So that's going to be your starting quarterback. And a lot of, for a lot of you out there, a couple guys on the waiver wire to look at. It's pretty thin, especially if you're in a two-quarterback league like we are. Phillip Rivers might be available in your league. I was uh, I was looking in my other league, and I just added him to be to be my quarterback this week because Deshaun Watson's on by playing the Raiders 31st pass defense in the league so Philip Rivers could be a, a good option if Kyle Allen's available he has a tougher matchup but he's also out there in a lot of leagues uh, still available uh, so j- definitely look and, and kind of scour the waiver wire see who you can find at quarterback there's not gonna be a whole lot of options Daniel Jones another one playing at New York Jets Jets aren't that great of a don't have that great of a secondary so Daniel Jones could also be another option since he has some of his offensive weapons back so that's your fantasy advice looking at Thursday night football my pick it's the Chargers at the Raiders I'm not quite sure what the spread is uh, on this one at the moment I would imagine that the Chargers would be favored um, even though they're on the road I'm gonna go Los Angeles here Uh, I think Phillip Rivers because I had him in my fantasy squad, he's going to show up and perform. And so give me the Chargers to get it done on the road at the Raiders. Even if they're not favored, uh, I still think they'll cover. I've liked what the Chargers have done the past couple weeks, especially getting Hunter and Henry back. Their offense should be clicking. Should be an offensive battle, I'm thinking. I don't think there'll be too much defense played in this one. Hopefully Melvin Gordon can bounce back and, and show up for the Chargers as well. So give me the Chargers this week on Thursday Night Football. See you boys on Sunday. All right, boys, for Thursday Night Football this week, we got the Chargers and the Raiders. The Raiders hosting the Chargers. Uh, I believe it's one and a half last time I saw. So basically a pick em. I don't like this game at all. I would not touch it with a 10-foot pole. Chargers beat the Packers last week. Yeah, it's cool, great, grand, wonderful. Played good at home in front of like three fans. But Oakland also had a good win against the Detroit Lions. You know, I really don't know if you would just go after this game it seems like you could go either way that's why they have it it's such a low number I'm gonna take the Chargers here I think that they are trying to catch some fire they still have some good weapons on offense they scored a decent amount even without Phillip Rivers playing that well without Keenan Allen getting involved and still beat the Packers granted it was at home but uh yeah I really don't have a feel on this game to be honest I hate to do that to you because I know you've been riding my picks all Thursday all season long but you know I think this is one of those weeks it's like you kind of toss it up you kind of see what happens so I don't have a lot to base this on but I got a good feeling about the Chargers in this one I think that they'll have a chance to score again I think their defense played the best they did against Green Bay I don't think Oakland's offense is going to scare them that much so give me the give me the Chargers in this one I think they'll get it done God bless you boys we'll see you on Sunday